0: Let's put the rad in radical. If you're looking to expand your life, then you've come to the right place. We're Amanda, Ali, and Reina, and each week we're setting the scene to level up our everyday lives in all areas. Mindset, lifestyle, community, and more. And we want you to come with. What's up everyone, and welcome back to Let's Put the Rad in Radical. Today, we are just so jazzed to chat all things growth. We have seen some epic growth, not just with the podcast, not just with the number of listeners that we've had tuning in with us, but just within the three of us. Last episode, we blew our own socks off when we had such an open, honest, and raw discussion about what sexuality means to us, past experiences, old narratives and, and how we've shed those layers. And it sort of led us here today where we sort of kicked off this call um, prior to recording in complete awe of each other and just the shifts in, and um, evolution of selves that we've witnessed by via this friendship, via this podcast and being willing to constantly choose the rad side of life. And I think that was the whole thing that inspired this podcast in the first place. but. It really has been that we've been willing to evolve. we have been open to letting our stories change, and you know first thing I want to mention is a huge a huge testament to change in a positive way is Ali here who we've just been honoring the crap out of her for when Raina and I meeting her to today the change, the shift the empowering dialogue that is now part of your realm and in your mindset is so real. And compared to when we met you, it was it was really the struggle, the battle of motherhood, of postpartum depression, of raising two under two, of redefining who you are and being okay with understanding that with motherhood comes a redefinition of self. It doesn't mean you have to lose yourself, but it absolutely can mean you build on all the amazing rad things you already are. But now with this new responsibility of your mini-me's around you, and you've done such an excellent job of doing that. So how do you feel? I mean, what, were, what was the space that you were in then and how can you compare that to now? Oh man.
1: Wow. Guys, I'm like fluttering with like <laughs> Like I'm glowing with all this accolades.
2: Might as well be Allie's episode today. Can we just, we yeah, can, we just right? to. can we just be recorded? Let,
1: let it just be all about
2: me and, and my wonderful well, journey. I want to share before you answer that because of how like natural this episode started, because we literally meet every week and we have like a meeting day and we have a recording day and we sit down and it's our recording day. And every time before we meet, Archie. Every time before we meet, we just do a check-in and it's Amanda, how are you? Raina, how are you? Allie, how are you? And I'm sitting there going like, holy crap, what a difference from a year ago. And so Allie, yes, share where you're at and then just how things have kind of shifted, I guess.
1: Well, it's it's funny because the check-ins are always either full of tears or full of smiles with the three of us. Like there's not really an in-between and that's where you know I, I do share with a lot of people the depth of friendship and how... I'm just so happy that we can kind of, like, I know I know what the three of you believe in. I know what the three of you struggle with. I know, like, I can answer that for all of us, me included, that's why I say three. Uh, and, you know, you can kind of look at some friendships and maybe you just know the husband, maybe you know the kids, maybe you know the issue with the husband because that's all you guys talk about. Um, and it's just really nice to have a depth of friendship. But for me, Most people know if you've followed me or you have listened to this podcast, I had postpartum depression, but it wasn't just postpartum depression. I had a real severing of who I thought I was going to be as a mother. I thought I was going to have kids and me and my husband and the kids were going to be camping and surfing and we're going to be living this adventure life. And I found myself crying a lot of the time, overwhelmed with motherhood Um, not understanding that that was a phase and that it is a short beat, but it felt like an eternity to me. And just to see how kind of, I have slowly fallen in love with my kids. It wasn't at birth. It wasn't, you know, that, um, overwhelming sense of love. Like I was overwhelmed with emotions and they were good, but I can truly say now that I love being a mother. I look forward to coming home the things that I plan for our family is completely family centered. It is, um, it is a shift in me that has taken a long time, but I am like, I'm really proud of myself because I did it by myself. I didn't, um, you know, I, I do have a great therapist, Ben and I see an amazing therapist. Uh, we do a lot of personal work, but for me, it has been an evolution that I think all three of us have gone through, whether it has been health issues, Reina, you know, depression and anxiety, Amanda, right? Like we have all evolved at our own pace, but it's funny because do you guys have a pivotal moment of where transformation kind of happened for you where you went, oh, or a pivotal moment where you were like, you know what? Shit needs to change because that was me. It wasn't necessarily a pivotal moment where transformation happened but I do know that there were some moments where I was like, shit needs to change. This is not acceptable. My life is not firing on five cylinders. I am not showing up as the best person and I'm done. Where was that moment for you guys? Did you have either a transformational or a shit needs to change?
2: I feel like, and I've said this before, but there have literally been 10 different lives that I've lived because I've had those moments of shit needs to change and then there's that transformation period that develop that you turn into that other person that new person but you know you said something and I'm like I remember being in that phase as a new mom you know there were periods of excitement but what about the parents who and I'm just gonna say it because I know there's a lot of people that probably don't want to what about the ones that don't want to come home what about the ones that are so overwhelmed with everything as soon as they walk through that front door right? Like, and I know you talked about this evolution that you went through. Like, what do you say to those parents? Cause I know it wasn't long ago where you were like, this is not what I signed up for.
1: Oh, there were many a times I sat in my car, like a block away from my house crying or with music on or with like, just, you know, they can wait five minutes. Cause I cannot, I can't, I can't walk in that door right now. I just don't want to do it. And yet what's funny is there's an, an innate, push pull that, you know, that that's wrong. If that makes, if that makes any sense, it's not to negate that those feelings were wrong, but it almost like it didn't feel natural. Like I was like, gosh, I just, I I'm not there yet. I'm struggling. I was crying. I felt terrible, but I knew that I had to go through the door. And so it is actually, it is a really difficult time. It's, 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 it was fucked up. Like you guys, like parenthood is really challenging where you think it's hard. It's really hard. And so if you're listening to this and you're right now in your car, a block away from your home, not wanting to go home, girls stay there, stay for an extra five minutes, go pump up some guns and roses, some anger, music, scream, cry, whatever you need to do. Because I think at the end of the day, there was a shift in me that was like, okay, I am the adult. Like, I am the mother now. That was a choice I made. I chose to have sex. I chose to get pregnant. So now my choice does have to be to start to rally. But I did give myself a lot of moments to breathe and park a block away because I didn't want to go home.
0: Well, Ali, can I, can I ask a follow-up question as well? Like, as you were speaking, you mentioned that you're in a place where you're in love now. Like, I mean, to answer that question and to go to this, you're in love now. You look at your family and it was a slow, gradual fall into this space where now it's about family. The plans you make are about the four of you. You, you are in love with where you're at. But you said that you got yourself there. You said, and it's be, I am proud of myself because I got me here. What are the three things you could recommend to someone who's maybe experiencing it in, in, the, in the realm of motherhood or not, or not, because we also have listeners who are maybe not having families by choice or otherwise. Um, what, what are the top three things that you'd say that prove that you showed up for yourself in the sense of that you would recommend to others? I know I would say probably one is that you mentioned therapy, which I think so many people don't want to talk about, but Would you say that maybe that's one of your like top recommendations to pull yourself through a tough
1: That is my top recommendation (laughs) was I knew I needed to seek help. And I have friends that, um, you know, went to their doctors to see about medication, like women's hormones go crazy. We get so off balance and sometimes it isn't us. Like that was one thing that I was going to piggyback to answer is there's a couple of things. Number one, therapy, number two, I really started talking to myself in the sense of like, this isn't me. Like I knew something was off. So hormonally, something was off, something was depleted. And maybe because I had kids at a later age, things weren't firing like a 29 year old mother would or Reina like at 18. I don't know if recovery is different hormonally, but I knew that something wasn't The right alley, if that makes any sense. And so I did see a naturopath. I did get some acupuncture. So I took more of a holistic. uh, I took the reins of my health in a holistic way, but I really started to dissect my health. So number one was therapy. Number two was I looked at my health, my 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 internal health, and that is my mental, my spiritual, my physical, and I always say my friendshiply, like all the friends that I needed or that I, I lacked or I felt lonely and I didn't really feel connected to other moms. I went to a couple sing-along groups and I was like, this is my fucking nightmare. Like
2: sitting here with all these, you're like, I remember you telling a story about that being like, where in the hell am I?
1: Oh my gosh. I did the, everything that a mother was supposed to. I took my baby. We went to like a random sing-long. I was like, I need to make mom friends. And we sat there and one mom was like, could I sing this song? But in you know, a different language and every mother collapsed. Yes, let's do another language. And so the other language song was and everything. And I just was like, what is, this is these, this isn't my vibe. My kid was crying. I think she pooped her pants. Like I just was, I'm like, I'm out. I'm out, I'm out, I ran out of wet wipes. Like I just was not a prepared mother. I had other things going on and just like, it just wasn't my vibe. And so, you know, I went back to the things that healed for me, which was nature, which was being slow and steady. I started to breathe. I started, so it was just like all of these things that we talk about all the time, but it didn't happen fast. It's happened over years. You guys know, cause it's been years. It has been years. And my kids are now like almost four and five. And uh, it is just now coming out of a dark place and seeing a light, which now I hope that I can pass on to other women to say there is light because other women said that to me. They were like, no, no, trust me, it gets better. And I was like, you better not be lying. You best not be lying to me right now. It's gonna get better. Okay. And um, it does, it does. So now I can be that beacon of like, it does get better, but man, it is, it is harsh. It is a hard road, women.
2: Well, it's like you started and I'm sorry, I cut you off. You started and had this like expectation of what it was going to be. And then that was like completely stripped, but with time, it's almost like it turned out to be that expectation that you had of being able to go and camp with your kids and travel with your kids and take them on trips and all of these things. Like it did work out the way it was supposed to be, but there was a lot of like I don't know. maybe it's that newness and that fear of the unknown as you're kind of navigating parenthood that makes those, you know, that fear of, of letting all those ex- expectations go.
1: You know what I mean? Well, and Raina, you and I are the same. I mean, I have, I had two under two, very close in age. So a lot of my friends just have one child. A lot of my friends have two, but they have like a three or four year age gap. So you had that breath. I literally was still breastfeeding when I got pregnant with my second. I was, my, my oldest could hardly, um, she wasn't toilet trained. She could barely talk. And I had a newborn. So I had two kids trying to communicate in a language that I did not understand, obviously. And it was just really intense. There was a lot of crying. There was a lot, a lot of like, just intensity, right? And when you're a parent, you know what I mean by that. It was just intense and not by just one, but by two. And it doesn't negate, again, I keep using that word, but like if you just had one child, I'm sure it was intense too. And so wherever you are in that journey, um, the intensity for me just was very overwhelming and I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But now because I am coming out, there is nothing I want more than to spend time with my two girls. I can't wait for my job to finish so I can go home to savor a couple of hours with them. And COVID actually re-put me in the cage that I wanted so desperately to escape. So when COVID hit, we got locked down and I was like, you put me back in a full-time mother position, I'm going to die. And then I was like, this is actually the best gift. And now a year out and we're still in you know, some sort of a pandemic lockdown. I can't wait. I'm like, great. Lock us down. I'm fine with my family. I love it. Bring them all, bring them all here.
2: <laughs> what a dramatic change, huh? Cause I remember that, that yes. transition
1: into the, you know, the way you see it. And, and just funny so you to watch. know, like, because I, I know that all three of us have moved through transformation. It's not, please don't think I'm p- painting the most glorious. I'm the together mother, right? Blah, blah, blah. Like I can't even make sugar cookies. Like that's, there's no glory. I'm just saying that it is something I'm very proud of that I have moved through and I am becoming back, I'm kind of almost coming a full circle into the alley I used to be, but now with a great other piece to my pie, if that makes any sense.
0: That definitely makes sense and I think that your question in terms of is there a thing that made you put your head down and decide, you know, this is the line in the sand I'm drawing, something needs to change. I think it was so astute of you to notice this isn't me. It's like something is off. I'm not myself. You know, I, I've been there before. I think that happened to me in the sense of when I was struggling with depression and, and I found myself um, like, like Will says, I, I can uh, have a conversation with a flower. Like I, I will talk to anything. I am, a li- I am in love with life. I love this. I can talk to you about the depth of the blue sky and how it can profoundly impact your life like that is who i am and so when i was struggling with depression and food didn't have taste nature didn't light me up people didn't excite me i realized this whoa something's off you i can usually feel everything it, it, you know Uh, We lost a ladybug flew into this house and ladybugs are a sign of like really good luck and good fortune and good opportunity and joy. And I fed it for a month with wet raisins and lettuce. Okay, that's how much. And Will was like, Jesus Christ, we have a pet ladybug and guess what a month in we lost the ladybug and we'll just keep saying, don't worry. It flew away. It flew. It's just, we had a window open and it just flew away. Meanwhile, it's like, good God. He's like, I always check to make sure there's no ladybug body lying around somewhere because I know how sad it'll make you. (laughs) And so when I realized that I was no longer sad, like I literally lost feeling, I was like, it's time to get help. You know, like I had best friends who had an eye out for me and, um, I realized that it was time to talk to someone else to find my way back to almost like guide me, you know, Um, something I do for a living is help, you know, women live their most empowered, most vibrant, most self connected life. And I always believe it's okay to have a mentor. It's okay to have someone guide you through things. It's okay to have someone who's been doing this for a while to walk you through things. And so for years, I told myself, well, I don't need a shrink, of course, even though the, the verbiage was, was disrespectful in a way of thinking that it made me less than or that I, I was, you know, um, not my most empowered self if I asked for help in a way, you know, but a couple of Brene Brown books will lead you a long way. And so a lot of personal development led me to making sure I took my mental health just as seriously as any physical level of health I, I ever had. And so I think it was the... I don't feel like me. This is the line in the sand. I, I miss me. You almost get to a point where you're like, I, I just miss myself. I miss being excited about something. I miss feeling like that internal dialogue is pumped, revved, ready to go. Instead, it's always, I can't do this. Why? Why am I here? Like think like that sort of internal conversation took place a lot. And you know, I think that the light at the end of that is knowing. That it doesn't need to be perfect, that it, there are ebbs and flows to the whole thing. Like you said, it's a slow progress, no matter what you're navigating your way out of and um, you become that much stronger for it. So I think for me, it was when I stopped being lit up by the things that organically just strike a complete lightning bolt through me. That was like my, something needs to change now.
1: Well, I don't know if you remember, but you were the one who gave me my first therapist. So the yes. girl that you saw when you met me, I was like, Oh God. And you were like here and you like slid her name on a piece of paper. You're like, you just need to call this woman. And I was wondering, is there something that your therapist helped you with that kind of started to kickstart some, some sort of transition because we saw the same person and she was very, very good. And it is, you
0: have to seek that other help to get clarity of the stuff you can't see. A thousand percent. And you know, I, I told her that I'm of a background in health and wellness and and fitness. And she, the way I knew she was the perfect fit for me was she said, okay, so you work a lot on your physical, on the fitness, right? I said, yes. She goes, I want you to think of me as someone who's here to help you work your fitness, but for the mind, I go done. That's exactly what I need. I need someone who's going to help me get my mind in shape. Because you can lift all the weights you want, you can drink all the damn water you want, eat all the spinach, but at the end of the day, if your mental health is compromised, you are not at optimal health. And it took me getting that sick, what like crying in an Ikea on the phone telling my mom, I'll never forget this, telling her, you know, mommy, I live alone. If I did it, no one would know. She called me every day, every morning and every night to make sure I picked up the phone after I had that conversation. It was the worst. I've never said shit like that. I've never believed stuff like that. I've always been in love with being alive. And so, yeah, that was her saying it's time to work on the mind it's time. And so the one thing that stood out to me a lot, which was you don't need to wait for someone else to, for you to decide that you don't need permission, make the decisions you want to make travel where you want to travel, have boundaries that make sense for you. If you're looking for relationship and if you're not, that's no problem. Have healthy boundaries with yourself. If you, you know, are constantly waiting for someone else's approval to approve your own life, you're gonna wait forever. Or you'll constantly be in anxiety stage because you're always gonna be wondering if it pleases them enough. And so one of the coolest catalysts from meeting with her was she, she challenged my belief. She challenged that people pleaser in me that made me so sick. That was part of the reason I got depressed in the first place. And so, you know, I, I love that that stuck out for me because what came of that was me even saying, I've never even traveled unless it's been with somebody else. And she goes, well, where do you want to go? I was like, I want to go to Italy. Hello, I'm born from a big Italian family. I speak the language like it just, my, my father was born there. Like, it doesn't make sense. Why have I never been there? So she goes, well, your next assignment is you need to come back with a ticket. So before the next appointment, <laughs> she goes, of course, like obviously, if it doesn't make financial sense, of course, all of this was covered. I'm not saying if it doesn't fit for what your reality is, at, you know, do it. But what I'm saying was at the time, it, it was aligned for me. And I did. I started looking for trips to Europe. And I found this tour bus company um, that had one ticket left, one seat left on this bus that was called um, Road to Athens. It would start in London and, and go through Italy and Spain and France and... Um, and in in Athens, Greece. And basically it was a 25 day bus trip. And I was so nervous to make that decision to say, God, I'd be going alone. There'd be nobody going with me. No one would have planned this itinerary It would literally be me by myself. I harped and ruminated and waited to the point that when I booked the ticket, the ticket fucking sold out online. And I called the phone number and I said, please, I'm crying on the phone with this lady in London, because that's the, like the, where the, the company's from. I'm like, please, you don't understand. I need to get on this ticket. It took me, it took me everything to decide to book this trip, please. She goes, oh, actually, good. we can wipe something out. And, and it, that ended up being the bus that I on. So the fact that everything aligned in such an interesting way, and I didn't go on that bus looking for anybody because I was already working through realize I'm found. I'm complete already. I can do this trip without anybody. And everything aligned perfectly the moment I started taking better care of my mental health. And if that meant that, you know, that particular appointment or that conversation or that interaction with someone else, a professional could help me reach these empowering levels of self, that was what I wanted more of. And so I couldn't wait to recommend her to you because I knew all you needed was that belief in yourself again, that mindset, movement, muscle exercise, because once you could get there, you could get through anything. And so yeah, when we're aligned mentally, the universe complies.
2: I love that we're making therapy an okay thing, right? Where, you know, I I just remember in my early twenties going to a therapist and just not telling anybody and being embarrassed that I was there and feeling like something was wrong with me when I was there. And my therapist, you know, I feel like all of us went through a depression in 2020. Did we not? (laughs) Even our Zoom calls and our meetings from like a year ago compared to now, I think the biggest shift that we all made was maybe therapy and like working on our mental health.
0: So much crying. So much crying. crying.
2: (laughs) So many tears. But you know, I left a therapist's office twice and she said two different things to me. And I want to say them because they relate so much to even just what the both of you have shared. She, the first thing she said was you haven't, we're not in therapy to change anything external, right? Like we're not exchanging new children. We're not getting a new husband. We're not moving to a new house because it's less stress. You are changing nothing external. It is all internal. We are working to change just the inside. And I left that therapy appointment being like, holy shit. Like as much as I get in an argument with Chad or as much frustration as I have over teenage children, like none of this is going to change. They're not going anywhere. The only change that needs to happen is in here. And I think that was the pivotal moment for me. Um, and another thing she said was is kind of along the same lines, but it was that she like, I walked in one day And it was just like, this week has been great. I feel amazing. It was like the one day I'd ever gone to therapy and didn't leave in like tears. But she looked at me and she said, Raina, nothing has changed. Your situation hasn't changed. The only things that have changed are, is your mindset towards it, is the way you're seeing the situation now. And I was just, I like, I left that therapy appointment being like, holy crap, the internal work, the small changes daily, the you know, deciding the me time, the deciding little things throughout my day has kind of compiled and worked to like release a little bit of this stress and overwhelm and just toxicity that we kind of go into with our thought process. I don't know, those two things just through therapy, I think were game changers for me.
1: I love that because I can can testify that I have never witnessed another human like yourself Transform their mindset as much as you have. Like it, it the stuff that you used to say and do compared to the woman you are today is unbelievable. And Amanda and I, you know, we've traveled with you. We've seen you in the good, the bad, the ugly, the tears, the even the like tears so bad they're snot. Like, I mean, like we're talking, this is. Oh, tell people I do that. <laughs> this is extreme crying we have seen Raina go through. But it's funny because I was wondering if there is something that, I mean, you've got a battle with health, you have a divorce, you like like you've kind of ticked off all the boxes out of all of those things. What was the transformation that has almost that still lingers? I was going to say, like, what is the one that, that is there one that still triggers you? Is it when you have to change your ostomy bag? Is it when the ex, uh, husband calls, which one is the one that triggers? Still brings anger to my veins. (laughs) <laughs> and then how are you going through your process
2: yeah you know that's a really good question I, I i would say a little bit of all of that right it's crazy like how i feel so confident and i'll take a picture with my ostomy and i'll talk about it and i have a video changing my bag but then you know there's moments that I have like insane frustration. Like Amanda and I were talking earlier before we started recording, like Amanda was like, well, go to the park with Chad and have a picnic and all these things. And I was like, well, I can't because if I eat, I'm going to need a bathroom. Like I have to, you know, I have an ostomy. So it's, it's like things like that, where I, we watch TV and I'll watch people skydiving and going and doing crazy things, or they'll go and do it like however many day, like, you know, adventurous thing. And I'm like, I could never do that. I could never do that. And so I find a lot of anger and frustration develop because of that, which I've never really even said out loud. And it makes me kind of emotional thinking about it just because I feel like I'm so confident in every other aspect, but I feel like it's held me back a little bit. And the other thing would just be my ex-husband, I think is like the most triggering for me. And that's just because I'm still in it. You know, I talk to Chad all the time and I'm like, it's, it's a mind fuck, if you will, where it's like, you know, I have teenagers that are about to move out. And I'm like, please don't move out, please don't move out. But i also have teenagers who as soon as they're 18, I don't have to deal with my ex anymore. <laughs> so I'm like, please hurry up and get 18. But also, please don't hurry up and become 18. Does that make sense? It's, it's a daily I- thing I'm struggling with still.
1: Yeah, the only reason I ask is because I have a very clear memory of us in Tofino. If you guys don't know Tofino, go Google it. It's just like West Coast surf, beautiful. most magical place. The most. Uh, it, yeah. It's on and so we get us all in wetsuits. We go out, we surf for the first time. We all come back to the house that we've, uh, the Airbnb we've rented. And I rip off my wetsuit. Amanda takes off hers. Another girl takes off hers. And Raina couldn't get hers off. So do you remember, Rain? We were all pulling at it. And as we pulled, your ostomy came off
2: why and- am I the only one that couldn't get it off first of all well, well it- I was it- going to say that
0: can't be true because you guys had to basically spray paint mine on it was a size too right. small it was so tight I couldn't breathe when we we're on the board I'm like I did it I'm surfing but <laughs> I was starting blue because I couldn't breathe but like yes, I'm yes, surfing this is great <laughs> yes I look exactly like that but Ali's right I don't know why you know I don't think was that you couldn't take yours off. What I remember is that it just came off as you were peeling it. It was just wet and, 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 and it sort of like popped off. But I, I just remember we got down there and you know, you were like, no, 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 don't help me. Don't help me take it off. And we're, and we're like, why? And you're like, because things will come out. I'm but this is, but, Yeah, hooping. but
1: this is, this is the point of me telling this story is listening to you say, well, I don't know that I could skydive. I can't do this. It's making emotional say it. I go, well, I don't think you thought you could surf. So your ostomy came off. You're with people or Chad or us or people that you trust and love. Maybe you never would have tried surfing if you still had that mindset. Is that maybe a mindset? I don't have an ostomy. So I don't know. This is why I'm just
2: yeah. asking. Yeah, well, but, is it? you know, I blew my own mind into Fino being like, I'm gonna go out there, and you know, I have people ask me all the time, Can you swim? and I'm like, I surfed, I surfed with an ostomy. you know what I mean? People are like, Can I sit in the hot tub? I'm like, Girl, get in the hot tub, do laps in the hot tub, you know, and so you're a hundred percent right. Like, if I go and get on a plane to do skydiving or whatever, I, it'll be fine. It will be fine. But there is just something also still in my mind. That's like, I don't know if you can do that. I don't know if you can do that. You know what I mean?
1: But that's the, this is the piece with all three of our journeys, we'll call it. And anybody that's listening when you've gone through things, whether you've admitted it to yourself or not, that you're maybe in it or not, or you don't want to think, but I think that we have a residual. I don't know if I could do that. Is this still feeling aligned? Is this, oh my gosh, you know, like what I just said about, I can't make sugar cookies. I can't. Well, yeah, I could pull it together. You
0: can fucking make sugar cookies, right? Like it's, you made two human people. You can make cookies. I promise you've got this. And that is the, it's like Raina said, it's all in the mind. Like nothing changed on that one positive day. Right. It was just that she, you know, so yeah, exactly. Decided to say,
2: well, and it's almost like the expectation thing that you started with. It's like, Our expectations are that now that I have this going on, I can't do that. Now that I have kids, I can't do this. Now that I'm, you know, I've moved and things have changed so dramatically, I can't possibly do this anymore. Like we, we are holding ourselves back every single time we go through that expectation thought process.
0: Oh, Reyna, you just said a really important keyword here, holding ourselves back. How many people do you know hold themselves back from that side hobby that they want to pursue, that trip that they want to travel on, that conversation that would, you know, let their heart free and be vulnerable? Like we hold ourselves back for every single thing. And I think that it's it's a true testament to the fact that we're our only barrier. We're only ever our barrier. And I've seen people do some pretty, like, drastic things with their lives when they've decided to stop being in their own way. You know, Raina, one of them that has been amazing to see even for you was, you know, you taking that trip out here to Vancouver. Like that in and of itself was a big trip for you. I would say it was almost a transformative one because you were so of the mindset of, never done that before i don't know if i could do this who would i meet i don't normally make friends with strangers like you just said let me just see what would happen if i stopped saying no 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 to myself every freaking time some new thing or potential change threatened and i'm using air quotations everyone threatened your very being because what i would say is that in fact is it opened your being It, it cracked you wide open to this new level of you who's been able to handle hard things or old triggers, because you grew through it. And and it's for thanks to not having held yourself back. And, you know, same thing, even for Ali, thinking about the ways that you did meet up with complete strangers to hang out with us that time that we met, you know, it was you being a mom who was struggling with thinking that all you have now is this mom life, and you don't recognize who you are, and maybe you were lonely. And instead, you said, I am literally going to make friends with whoever will have me. And I can't imagine our lives had you not made that decision. You know what I mean? So Allie, what what would you say is your biggest takeaway, you know, from all that growth where we opened up with you being in the hot seat? What would you say is your biggest takeaway from, like even just from the last year? Well,
1: exactly what you just said. I literally forced myself on you guys. I was like, listen, we're going to be friends. Okay. (laughs) Um, and, but that is taking control of my life. So I don't know. It's, it's a very delicate one because honestly, guys, I know that place of darkness where you go, it's just not getting better. And I think the biggest takeaway is to really watch the verbiage that is in your head, right? I was incredibly mean and and harsh and disrespectful to myself in my own head. When I was sitting in the car a block away from my house, I wasn't speaking happy thoughts to myself. I was very judgmental. I was jealous. I was insecure. All of those fear-based thoughts. And it is a slow one foot in front of the other slow march back to trying to find who you are. And I think that a lot of people ignore that or they know that there's something itching in them and they ignore it and it will grow, it'll fester. And I just think one small step. And so even if you just listen to this podcast, if you take one of our book recommendations, if you go find those things out and you share it, if you go ask your friend, hey, do you see a therapist at all? Would you recommend that person? that's the conversation I had with Amanda majority of the books that I consume is because Raina tells me to do it. (laughs) And I go, Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I read it and then we discuss it, go find a group of girls that you read a book that isn't a romance novel and then discuss it. Talk about your spiritual beliefs. Talk about how you are struggling. Uh, Don't suffer alone. That would be my biggest takeaway. Do not suffer alone. And even if it's us, guys, drop us a DM. It's confidential. We would love to chat and hear from you guys. Let's put the rad and radical, not just in each other, but in ourselves first. Until next time, my dear friends.